And welcome back to Coaching with the Bible, Season 3. Very exciting. This is Season 3, Episode 1. Episode 110 overall. Super excited to be here with you today. We begin again the five books of Moses, starting with the book of Genesis, the first portion, the first parsha known as Breshit. Our topic this week is on choosing good. I imagine all of us um, think we're good people. We do good things. We think good thoughts. I want to challenge you today, and I want to dare you today, for today to be a good day. Not as the other stuff I said earlier, meaning you might be a good person all the time. I hope you are. You might think good things all the time. I hope you do. You might act in a good way much of the time. I hope that's true also. But here, today, I want you to have a good day. When I say a good day, I mean mentally a good day. Every time something comes your way today, I dare you, I challenge you to see the good in it, to choose the good in that situation, to pull the good out of the bad in that moment. This is what's come to be known as the good philosophy, which I'm going to explain a little bit more in just a couple of moments. And it comes to us today out of the portion of the week because the portion of the week says on a regular basis, consistently through the first chapter, when God is creating the universe and God is creating the world, that God saw it. You can substitute whatever you want for it. It is the light. It is the grass. It is the heavens. It is the animals, it is humanity, and God saw and thought it was good. And the word good there, the Hebrew term is tov, it's an odd word, because in the modern sense, they may have discussed this once before in coaching with the Bible, but the, the odd, the, the word tov, the word good, isn't always what we want. In school, as a little kid, we didn't want a B. B, on the report card, when you look at the text, B was good. You wanted A's. You wanted excellence. You want to just be good. You don't want to be just good at sports. You don't want to be just a good artist. You want to be great. You want to be memorable. You want to be noticeable. So thinking about it in the space of simply just as good was never actually good enough. You wanted more than just being good. When the Bible uses the term good, so a lot of the commentaries do their best to explain that word in a way that it means perfect. That it was good means that it came out the way God had intended. Although that's not exactly accurate because we do know from at least two incidents in the first chapter of Genesis where it didn't go exactly as planned. God wanted a tree to be the fruit, taste like the fruit, and actually produce fruit. And that's not what happened. The tree produced the fruit. The fruit tastes like the fruit. The tree tastes like a tree. It didn't listen to God. It's an odd thing. Yet, that day was good. The next day, God creates the heavenly bodies, the sun, the stars, moon. 
The commentaries tell a story about the fact that initially the sun and the moon were the same size and the moon complained and then God made the moon smaller. And now we have a smaller luminary in the sky and a big luminary in the sky. And so it didn't come out exactly as planned, yet still good. So how are we supposed to think about that kind of stuff? So one way to sort of approach it is simply just to understand it in the following basic manner. This is purely about the text itself, which is the idea that when we're looking at it as good, that we're looking at it as holistically good, that in the terms of purpose for which it was created, so that fit the purpose. So what was created fit the purpose and it's fine. Or it fits in nicely and neatly enough or it's complemented well enough by the next thing that was created. And so as a whole, the synthesis of them is complete, is ultimately then perfect. But perhaps there's something else to think about it as well. And a couple of the commentaries make this note, which is, let's again remind ourselves that the Bible is a book for us to read and to work through and to work on and to help us, guide us in our lives on a day-to-day. And because that's true, and because that's how we approach it, again, whether we look at it uh, wholly religiously, as some of us do, or we're simply looking at it as a book, as a, as, a, as a reference text, as a text that guides us along the way, that is informative, that helps us think about things in life. So for a moment, if you can, pull God out of the picture and put yourself into the picture. And when you're creating something, whatever it is, So you're starting a business, you're building a team, you're starting a family, starting a community, and you're the creator. So you're bringing it to be from, let's say, nowhere. It's your idea, and now you're putting that idea into execution. Will everything that you've done in the course of that building be perfect? No. Will you still look at the sum of the parts, ultimately, hopefully, and see it as good? I would imagine so, obviously, if it's successful. But even if it's a failure, you could look at it as good as well. See, the reality of it is when we look at the things that God created and we look at them maybe in, you know, in a vacuum and we separate them out and we look at maybe, uh, let's say, a snake or we look at some other ferocious animal or we look at certain other things that are created and we can't figure out for what reason they have a purpose in the world. So we think that's not good. But the truth is, we have no idea. And so, in the grander scheme of things, that thing is important, that thing is good, that thing has value, that thing has meaning, and it fits. So it's part of the good, whether we think so or not. And so the good philosophy, based on that Bible, but it's not based in the Bible, is the idea that in every moment, in every situation, we have the opportunity to choose good mentioned once before the quote that's attributed to Viktor Frankl, which is also, I think, Stephen Covey, who I think is the one who attributes it to Viktor Frankl, is that there's a space between, you know, what, what we're thinking, ultimately what we decide to do. There's a choice that we can make. And the question becomes a question of what are we choosing to do? Are we choosing good? Or are we choosing the bad? Where are we focusing our attentions? Where are we focusing our minds? That's really the ultimate question here, and this is where the good philosophy comes in. This is a philosophy that um, I came across 
fairly recently that I've been working to sort of introduce on a more regular basis into my own being is really trying to always choose the good in every situation. I'll explain it a little bit more in just a moment. The philosophy is attributed to today to a gentleman by the name of Jocko Willink, who is a very well-known podcaster, um, and he's fairly well-known as a former Navy SEAL and the author of the book Extreme Ownership. It's a sense of accountability and responsibility in a person's life, and he's a super interesting guy, uh, at least I think so. And so he has this idea, what's called the good philosophy. The good philosophy is basically this idea that at every moment, in every situation, we have the opportunity to choose the good. And so he tells a story that when he was in the military as a SEAL, he was a commander in the SEALs, and people would come to him with a problem that was going on. We don't have enough equipment. We don't have this. We have an issue. I have an issue. They knew his answer was going to be, good. And it, he explains that it's not the sense that, you know, I'm denying reality or I'm going to be Pollyanna-ish about this or I'm going to just ignore the bad that's here. It's not that at all. It's accepting reality. It's an assessment of reality. And in there realizing and always appreciating that there is good in every situation. There's a way to pluck the good from the bad in each of those situations and choose to live by the good in those situations. That is not easy. That is a certain mindset that one needs to develop and needs to cultivate over the course of weeks, months, years to put themselves in that kind of a position. But it's doable. Typically speaking, when something goes bad, we... Many of us are immediately ready to go down the rabbit hole with it and curl up in the ball and, and just weep over the situation. And so we get knocked down pretty quickly. I talked last year about getting knocked down in the story of Cain. But here, it's a question based on how God is operating at the beginning of the Bible and a question then of how are we going to operate with respect to what we're doing in our own lives. And so in the same way that God seems to accept the behavior of the tree, the behavior of the moon, and accepts that there are basically two levels in that creation, there's what God maybe had initially intended, if we can say it that way, and what actually happened, and both are good. Because we choose, or God chooses to look at it and think, this is still good, this is still part of the plan, this still works towards our ultimate purpose. So it never goes perfectly, but it's good for what we want to do. And so Jocko has this idea that what we have to do, and this is how he explains it, is to assess and accept the reality. Now we choose the good. We have to find the good. We have to choose the good in that situation. We can't dwell. We're not allowed. We will not allow ourselves to dwell on the negative in that situation. Even though we acknowledge it, we know it's there. It's still there. But it's not going away, but we're not focusing on it. We're not allowing that to take hold and control our attention. And now we want to operate in the space of the good that can actually come up. What are the things that can happen that can be good here? And how do we move into that space and get there? So if it's the case that you got fired, lost your job, 
let go, uh, didn't win the championship, good. More opportunity to practice, opportunity to get a different position, a better position, a bigger position. That's a certain philosophy, it's a certain method of thinking, it's a certain mindset. And ultimately what we're trying to do here, for me, at least in season three, I'm trying to think about how can we make our own lives better? What can make it better? Having a better mindset about what we can do and what we can control, what we have control over in life, can make life ultimately better. Our thoughts on this, our mindset about it is a magnet for the next thought. So if we're going to choose the good in these situations, then the next thought that comes to us will be the good thought. We can block out or deflect the negative that's going to come our way, and we can focus in on the good that's going to come our way in there as well. There is, this is not new. In, you know, in, uh, in, in our history, in the in Jewish history, in, ta- in the Talmud, there's a person by the name of Nachum Ish Gamzu. Nachum, the man of Gamzu. Gamzu, his nickname or his name became, uh, this too is for the best. He approached everything from a positivity standpoint. One could approach this in thinking about positive psychology or positive mindset. He certainly straddle along the same lines. But his notion was, this is good. It might look bad, it might look bleak, but this is good. All the stories about him in the Talmud are based in the idea that whatever circumstance came his way, his mindset, his thinking, his actions, his speaking, his words, as he put them out there, as people accepted them and received them and experienced them from him, was that everything is good, even if it looks bleak or if it looks bad. How is it good? I don't know. Right? He didn't know either. He had a, a lot of faith in God. That's fine. But from the standpoint of what we're trying to do here is not simply or only just to have faith in God, but when we're acting, we're operating, we're operating on then what is it that is good? We're not woe is me. And we're also not on the flip side denying you know, the negativity and thinking, oh, the world is wonderful and life is perfect and life is amazing. No. Accept reality for what it is and now choose the space where you want to do good. I bring it here uh, also this week, sort of an experience that I had, something work-related, where something didn't go the way, let's say, um, you know, the team wanted it to go at work. And it was disappointing. It was upsetting. Um, I was really not happy about it. Um, And I was, uh, admittedly, over the last couple of weeks, stewing over this matter. I was trying to work it through in my own mind. I was trying to work it through in how I operated and, you know, interacted around people and with people around it. It's not something I necessarily did. It's not something I had anything, any role in, but it was something that's going on. And then I had an opportunity this week at a meeting to, to open the meeting and talk about really anything. It's sort of how we do some of our meetings. We have what's called a segue at the beginning of a meeting. It's a really great way to sort of open a conversation around something off-topic or personal, good or bad. Uh, and when we do sort of these meetings, planning meetings like this, um, you know, we talk about what was the best or the worst, whatever thing that it is. Um, and I chose to view this thing that I really felt was a negative for us, and I chose to look at it as this is good. So I was implementing on Jocko's philosophy, on the Nahum this too is for the best 
philosophy as well. Ish Gamzu, the man of Gamzu, this is also good because I can choose that. I didn't choose it originally. I wouldn't have preferred that that be the situation, but that is the reality and accepting the reality as it is and then operating on it as this is good because X and Y and Z in the future, this is how we can avoid it in the future. So we're better, smarter, stronger, meddled, focused in a different way, ready to tackle things in a new manner. That's a much better, much healthier, much more powerful. And ultimately, I think, a more successful mindset about what we're trying to do. And that's where the operation of it or the execution of the good philosophy is really what we want to do. We want to train our brains to think this way. We want to, we want to move our minds into a space where we can also do this. We don't want to live in the negativity because we can and we know that we could and that we have in the past. We don't want to overthink everything, but we need to practice and we need to work on how this gets done. And so what I want you to think about is the following thing. Here's my challenge to you. I want you to dare to be good today. Good, I don't mean simply just being good to other people. Dare to be good in your mind today. Dare to choose when that moment comes up today where someone cuts you off, where that phone call doesn't go the way you want it to go, where the deal doesn't exactly come through the way you want it. I dare you, I'm challenging you today to choose the good in that moment and then to see how that feels for you. Again, no judgment, just acknowledge what, what's happening there and how did that go for you? Was it easy to do? Was it difficult to do? What did you come up with for the good? What's this, you want to call it the silver lining? What's the silver lining that you were able to see in that situation? And now, what's your next step to implement and to execute to make sure that good becomes the baseline and it's not some sort of pie-in-the-sky idea? So not just that I want to think good. I want to think good, follow through, assess, and then operate and execute in a manner where the good is what I'm choosing. So there's a mental piece of it, right? There's a mental piece of it, and then there's an actual active piece of it that you have to put in there as well. And I think it's important to sort of think about it in this space. Again, what we're saying here is that the lesson, perhaps one additional lesson from the Bible is this notion of how we think about things that are good, how we think about things that happen in our lives that are not so good. How can we flip them and see them in a positive light? How can we put them into a good space and then operate in that space specifically. That's not easy. The Bible's not making it easy. Life isn't easy. Getting better at life isn't easy either. But it's something that we can choose to do and it's something that we can choose to implement on on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. I guarantee that if you begin to operate with a good philosophy, right? Good in quotes. This is called a good philosophy about these things. So that in, in, I think, a pretty quick period of time, you'll sort of feel different about it. You're, the way you'll, you'll approach everything more quickly will be different. Initially, it's going to be hard. Take time. But over the course of time, it'll get easier. You'll attract more positivity. You'll attract more good as well. And then you're more naturally, you'll get some muscle memory around it. You'll more naturally operate and, and, and execute from the space of good. That is Coaching with the Bible for this week, Season 3, Episode 1. 
Looking forward to continuing next week when we look in, we talk about comparison in our lives. Have a good one.